Let's get it. Welcome to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have so very much to get into today, including Damian Lillard's Bucks debut out in L.A. We're also going to touch on the Lions entering the Super Bowl conversation and why people are putting Jared Goff into the MVP conversation. But first, there's no longer any more undefeated teams in the NFL, Cooper. The 49ers were shocked by a last-second debacle in Cleveland, and the Eagles got their souls taken at MetLife Stadium. It is Monday, so Coop and I have five headlines from the weekend. And my first one is the Jets may be a playoff team. Here is Robert Sala after his uh, 20 to. 20 to 14 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're going to talk about this sound right afterwards. Six weeks we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks, and uh, I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. We'll always be in all these games. I don't. I think we can go toe to toe with anybody. So Robert Sala said he has embarrassed every quarterback he has played. And the stats kind of do back it up. You notice Dak Prescott is not on this graphic, but Josh Allen threw three interceptions against the Buffalo Bills. This Jets team has now beaten the Bills, the Eagles, and should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football yeah. if it wasn't for a blown call. They didn't have their two starting corners yesterday. Sauce Gardner was out. Um... I think in six games, the Jets have allowed only 31 second-half points, Cooper. And Quinnen Williams had a pick last night. His older brother, Quincy Williams, has been dominating at that middle linebacker slot. Yep. Um, they've outscored a point opponents 44-9 to off turnovers this season. They're allowing a touchdown on only 37% of red zone drives. They made Jalen Hurts look like a rookie. They have dominated their recent quarterbacks. Um, Jalen Hurts was pressured on tw he was pressured 20 times, 17 of which came from only a four-man rush. That Philadelphia offensive line got pushed around. I know their right tackle was gone, Ryan. but Jason Kelsey played. Yeah. My question to you, Coop, is are the Jets a playoff team? Because I didn't even mention what Zach Wilson did, getting better and better. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a boot anymore. He was throwing before the game. This is scary. Are they a playoff team? I think they are. Um, I think plain and simple, this defense is a playoff defense. This mm -hmm. this defense, as I'd even go as far to say, a Super Bowl defense. Mm -hmm. um, and they've been able to keep games close mm -hmm. just for the occasional hope that Zach Wilson's going to turn into something. And then a couple weeks ago, we saw Zach Wilson. Right. And he, he finally clicked the on switch. I don't know if it was just a mental thing or if finally he was like, all right, screw yeah. it. We're just going to go out and play loose and free. He's looked decent enough to be a playoff quarterback. I, I mean, Mark Sanchez went to the back-to-back -back AFC championships, for Christ's sake. Like, I mean, I agree. And we're sitting here 36 days after a torn Achilles. That happened just last month, and Aaron Rodgers has no boot on. Yeah. Damian Woody, former player for the Patriots, he texts Mike Greenberg, and Mike Greenberg said on Get Up this morning that at this point in his Achilles rehab, Damian Woody's rehab, he was still in a cast. This guy's walking and throwing footballs. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett got hammered last year. We did some of the, that hammering with the Denver Broncos. And we're like, all right, he's just going to go back, right back to Aaron Rodgers. That's who made him the best play caller. The yeah. job he's done with Zach Wilson, it's slowly impressive. getting better and better. Very impressive. want to give him some credit there, nah, too. And to highlight this uh, embarrassed good quarterbacks, the reason Dak's not on there is because Dak doesn't qualify as a good quarterback, so that's why he's not on there. I thought he played better. <laughs> that, the pre reason I put Dak on there, I thought he's played, he played he better play. than these three on quarterbacks. Honestly? Yeah. The best game the Cowboys have played all year was against the Jets. Yes. In all honesty. Like, defense, offense, special teams. 
Yep. I mean, red zone offense was still pitiful, but it was better. Yeah. And like that was, if we could get just a glimpse of that in any other game, I'd be pleased. But I won't lie. Watching the Eagles lose is always just a blessing. Oh, I know. It's, it's a, blessing a blessing for you. And, and, just, I've, and I've told you, I'm like, they're going to lose. Yeah. Like, they are not playing well. They they should have lost to the Patriots. They should have lost. If the Vikings don't vomit all over themselves, they lose to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Bucks wasn't close. Right. Rams wasn't really close, but there were still moments that the Rams were in their territory and then penalty fumbles. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm like, you're like, you're a couple penalties away from those are field goal kicks. This is a one score game. Absolutely, like, they have not. They played sloppy, and it finally caught them. Yeah, and I want to give you credit because I was impressed with the Eagles last week in LA. That victory they had on the road against the Rams, you saw right through it, and rightfully so. Jalen Hurts, they were five and zero, but everyone was glossing over how bad he was throwing the football. Three interceptions in this game. What does that say? A sixty QBR. I mean, when you make Patrick Mahomes look bad, I know Sauce Gardner played this game. You don't have your two starting corners in this one. It's crazy. I would. There's two people on this thing we're about to talk about. Patrick Mahomes. I think that was an anomaly. <laughs> he had a bad game. <laughs> Josh Allen, ever since Brian Dayball left, has l- almost led the league in turnovers. Yep. Either via the interception or the fumble. <laughs> Shane Steichen is now coaching a guy by the name of Anthony Richardson. Obviously, we don't get to see him for a month or two. This is year one, Jalen Hurts without him, and he's up there in interceptions right now. That, I'm telling yep. you, offensive coordinators, you, you don't understand. Like, obviously, the reason I'm not talking about Mahomes, enemy was his coordinator, but like, Mahomes is Mahomes. Like, yep. he had a bad game. It happens. I'm not, I'm writing that one off. But these two guys have been turnover prone ever since their coordinators left. And I guess, even for me, like a guy that does pay attention to the coordinators, like, they hope a guy gets got jobs here and there. Um, I mean, look at coordinators, Salo, D'Amico, Ryans, 49ers mm-hmm. coordinators are killing it right now. Right. But losing those two guys that were in these quarterbacks' ears, had their back. I mean, Dayball's begging. I mean, t- he played better with Tyrod Taylor as a quarterback. Like, I mean, this dude's clearly something. Yep. And you can tell both these quarterbacks are much turnover prone since they've lost those two guys. So, I mean, Jalen Hurts is – He's got to step it back up. He does. I love how, why you brought up Shane Steichen. They lost our D coordinator, too. He's a yeah. current coach of the Arizona Cardinals. The Eagles have had a soft-ass schedule up to this point. Their next several games, their Miami Dolphins next week, Sunday night football, at the Washington Commanders, twice against the Cowboys, at the Chiefs, first the Bills, versus the 49ers. Those are their next six games. Like yeah. I said, Cowboys twice, Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins. Yeah. Tough. It ain't easy. Mm-hmm. Um Shout out, also, shout out to the NFC East. I think all of the NFC East is paired with uh, right. that Bills, uh, AFC, Patriots, AFC Dolphins. East. Yep. Yeah, we're all paired with the AFC East this year, which it's exciting. that's tough. I mean, that's that's tough playoff-type games. I mean, last week you saw the Cowboys mm-hmm. struggle against right. the 49ers, but then you see the 49ers lay an egg. We'll get to, we'll get to the injuries later, but mm-hmm. it's the NFL. Oh, I have a graphic Locking for the out. injuries, Locking too. Out. Don't you worry. Oh, <laughs> All a gazillion and four. Yes, of them. exactly. I mean, it's insane. And also, I am curious. I mean, obviously, we don't have to talk about this, but I I do want to go look up like what surgery Rogers had because you know they're doing all this new wave yep. instead of putting like the bolts in them like they used to, where it took the six to eight weeks or stuff like that. I know Brock Bowers just had ankle surgery and he got the same thing that Brock Purdy did, where they basically put like an elastic strip in there. Oh yeah, and like let it heal quicker yeah. supposedly it's insane the fastest ever achilles comeback in the nfl was cam Akers last year four and a half to five months 
Rodgers trying to defy that. Yeah. He's been rehabbing constantly with J.K. Dobbins day in, day out. If you watch Pat McAfee, you saw J.K. pop his head in the other day and give Rodgers, why aren't you training? He's like, I literally have to talk to Pat McAfee for an hour. So it was just funny. I will, I will be impressed. I'm yes. not going to lie. You and I, when it happened, I was like, this yeah. might be the end of his career. And that was me. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. Si- I, that was just my thought. I'm like, we saw – we see NBA guys who are 24 years old oh, yeah. barely recover from mm-hmm. ACLs. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you're a 39-year-old – or you're – he's 40-something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm he's 39, like, yeah. That's that's a lot. It is. That's a lot to overcome. And, I mean, for him to already be out there throwing balls, being back in that locker – I think him being back in that locker room is a big deal. <laughs> but just for him to be standing up on his own two feet is yeah. insane to me. Absolutely. No boot. I, I think ever since he was able to walk again, even with the boot, the vibes have changed in New York. There were one and three. Uh, you had, I think it was Joe Namath calling for Zach Wilson's head, and then he shows up on that Sunday night. Yeah. They lose against Kansas City, but they continue just to keep building. He's getting better. He's I mean, he better. is. I'm not saying he's going to be this all, all pro, all star. That, but I mean, if. You just got to be better than the other guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, that is literally all you have to do. Each week, it's a different opportunity. Just be better than the other guy. And have your team believe in you. There was yeah. a stretch with the defense, we can't win with this guy. It's and Garrett we, Wilson. Exactly. I can't be a wide right. receiver with that dude throwing me the ball. And now, like, the past two weeks, he's gotten great chemistry. Um, now with Tyler Conklin, you throw it up to Garrett Wilson anytime. He does need to get better in the red zone. Zach Wilson does. But we'll see where they go from here. Uh, Mike Greenberg, he's a big Jets fan. He had said this for it as well. He was like, I would have been happy with two and four with Rodgers. With Rodgers at this point, with how yeah. tough their schedule was. And I was like, shit, I don't blame you, man. You go, where do you want to uh, take this conversation? Let's, What's your first headline? Let's just start with the Cowboys Chargers. It's coming on in, mm-hmm. I think, 25 minutes now. Mm-hmm. Probably more like 35 knowing uh, mm-hmm. ESPN because they right. always like to start 10 minutes late. But mm-hmm. uh, it's the Kellen Moore Bowl. And yeah. uh, I'd be <laughs> remiss. All right, so I don't know how Simi Falco got to the mm-hmm. Chargers, but he was a guy that we drafted – Two, three years ago out of Stanford, wide receiver, height, weight, speed. We were just trying to take a flyer on a guy. Mm -hmm. Um, He somehow managed to get to the – we cut him, so he's on the Chargers. But uh, he said that Kellen Moore wants to put up 100 on the Cowboys tonight. What are you expecting tonight? What do you, what do you I, say? I think it's going to be fireworks both sides because I think Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense is wanting to make a point, hey, we don't need you, and then Justin Herbert and obviously Kellen Moore want to prove yeah. a point. I think this is – whatever the over-under number is, I would take the over. I think it's going to finish 51. both of them in the 30s. I think yeah. both of them will finish I, in the 30s. I agree. I really do think it's going to be – I think we're going to end a field goal game because whoever gets the ball last – it's going to be like one of those college-type games. Absolutely. Whoever gets the ball last is going to be able to put the last number on the board. Um Dak's got to have a bounce back game. You mm-hmm. honestly, I got to see a bounce back game from the defense too. Yes. As, as a Cowboys fan, like I mean, you got throttled. Yeah. Um, and it, it is one of those things that like you're comparing yourself to like the Browns defense. The Browns just play the same team you played, and they didn't give up 42. They gave up 17. Exactly. Like I mean, obviously different weather stuff like that, but you can't blame weather when mm-hmm. that's 30 points. So I need I need to see some yeah. improvement. I I think it's gonna be fireworks, but I'm hoping my defense can create, like, one turnover just to, like, mm-hmm. get that upper hand so I'm not sitting there stressed the whole I think way. Micah Parsons is going to be ready to play. Yeah. Uh, I, this is the time. This is a perfect game, the perfect stage for them to bounce back. Yeah. Um, they will bounce back tonight. If that offense doesn't bounce back against a bottom five defense, mm-hmm. is Mike McCarthy done? Not yet. <laughs> is he done as play caller? Maybe not head coach. Is he done as play caller? <sighs> Do we see the same report? Who was it? Uh, 
Frank Reich's giving up play yeah. calling duties. Do we yeah. see a similar report? That, that I think that there's a higher possibility that he gives up play calling if he loses tonight than gets fired. Yeah. I think Jerry Jones is so married to his decision making. It's an ego hit if Jerry Jones fires the guy that he hired. Yeah. You know. Well, it's been an ego hit for 30 years because yeah. Jerry won't put Jimmy Johnson into the ring of. And, and that's the problem. They they just showed pregame. Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson talking. I'm like, dude, put him in the Ring of Honor, please, yeah. God. We have we've had a dark cloud over us yeah. ever since Jimmy Johnson got fired. Troy Aikman, he had said he was like, well, Jimmy still looks like he wears the pants. I was like, damn, he does. Yeah. That's why he got rid of him. Exactly. He didn't want a guy that controlled that much, and that's why. Exactly. That's why all the Sean Payton rumors. I was like, Sean Payton's never coming. Sean yeah. Payton talks too much. I think that Jerry looks a Dana. lot better. Yeah, thank God. That looks a lot they better. They gave up a second round. <laughs> like, oh, just look at what the Broncos have done. And this has nothing to do with one of my headlines. But, like, they traded first-round picks, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, for Russell Wilson. He's been god-awful. They trade second-round picks to get Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. He's been worse. <laughs> like, Cooper, they, they have a $100 million coach and a $250 million quarterback. And, and they, they both suck. They like, suck at yeah, it's, like, like, it's, it's crazy. Insane. Shout out to Drew Brees for making Sean Payton look better than he is. For sure. Uh, my second headline this talks about your Detroit Lions, Cooper. You've been drinking their Kool-Aid for a long oh, time, yeah. and now I am there with you. My second headline is the Detroit Lions belong in that Niners-Eagles conversation. I know the Niners and Eagles lost. I'm still a believer in the Niners, not as much so in the Eagles. But the Detroit Lions are a Super Bowl contender. They're 13-3 and in their last 16 games, score 20 or more points in 15 consecutive games. The difference is this time their defense has stepped up, up, too. Baker Mayfield. I wasn't going to not address this. All the shit I talk about Baker – this is what Detroit did to him. Baker came into this game with the best completion percentage of his career. He was 19 of 37 in this one. Incredibly inefficient. Mayfield entered week six as the NFL's top passer on third down. He had 140 QBR in third down this season. Jeez. Yesterday, the Bucks went 2 of 12 on third down. Meanwhile, the other side of the ball, Goff, 350 yards plus. Amon Ra did his thing. Jameson got back involved. Jameson got back involved. We came into this season thinking the best teams were in the AFC. I think the best teams in the NFL, all three of them are in the NFC. Yeah. Um, I don't know about best teams being in the NFC. Um, I am glad to see the Lions because, mm-hmm. I mean, there was two teams in this, the NFC North that people were hyping up. One, the Bears, mm-hmm. and then the other one, the Lions. One's actually lived up to that hype. The other one, sadly, is sitting at one and five, mm-hmm. about to have the number one and number two overall picks in the NFL right. draft. But, like – it's nice to see the Lions. Like, Dan Campbell, he was just a guy that you rooted for anyways. And also, the Lions have been so bad mm-hmm. for so long. You're sitting there, and you're like, come on. This dude has to be the one. Like, mm-hmm. he, he has the charisma. He's got the passion. Like, let him succeed. And then they revived Jared Goff's career. You get guys in the fifth round like Amon Ross St. Brown. Panay Sewell, you, you nail that pick. You nail the Jack Campbell and the Jameer Gibbs picks right now. I mean, you're sitting here looking at this team, Aiden Hutchinson even, you're looking at this team, and you're like, they have done this through the draft. Like, it's not just that flashy, we're going to go trade two first-round mm-hmm. picks to get Russell Wilson. It's not that. It is, we're literally just going to build this thing from the ground up. They got rid of Stafford. Mm-hmm. They brought in golf. Like, I mean, they've just done everything the right way, and it's so impressive to see what they're doing. The only thing that concerns me, and this uh, this will kind of bleed into one of my headlines, but losing David Montgomery again to the ribs. Mm-hmm. I am worried if they can't run the ball – and they just become this pass-heavy, right. high-flying offense, I do worry that that defense will start teetering because they're going to be more gassed. David Montgomery gave them extra juice offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't need much, but they, he gave them that because he could carry the ball 25 times. Yeah. 
and control the game when they needed to control games. Because I felt like last year they kept getting into shootouts and they couldn't finish the right. game because they couldn't control it. So their defense is just out there for 40 minutes a game. And you're like, all right, what do we do here? So I, I, I am concerned about their running back depth, especially with Gibbs not playing the past two weeks and then Montgomery going out for the second time mm-hmm. this year. That's something to monitor. I think the good thing is, even though you know we're crowning them, putting them in the Super Bowl contending, start of the season, you ask any Lions fan, they just want to win one playoff game. I yeah. think that's still a success, yeah. full season. That's still the bar for them. And you, in like the only negative for the future is like you know Jared Goff doesn't match a timeline of Amon Ra, Jameer Gibbs, Panay Sewell, Sewell, Aiden Hutchinson, all those guys. Yeah. Hendon Hooker's coming back from an ACL with True. zero pressure. And I know you Two, love three that. years from now, Jared Goff is starting to get older. They can have a first-round talent step in and take over the role. They sure could. And I know you would love nothing more than to see yeah. Hinton Hooker. <laughs> I think it'd be, that's the perfect situation to develop a yeah. quarterback and to come back from an ACL. This team, NFL-wise, comparing it to the NBA, they remind me of the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. The sure. Sacramento Kings, Oklahoma City Thunder, they, they've built it. Obviously, Kings and Thunder did it a little differently, but like the Thunder have built nothing yeah. through the – they've built it through the draft. The Kings, too – Long-suffering fans like the Detroit yes, Lions. I, I think that's a very good comparison. I I would be shocked, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll happily say it, I'd be shocked if this team's not sitting there playing in the division round. I'd yeah. be shocked. Yeah, me too. Like, I mean, they are – I'd pick them over the Eagles and the Cowboys right now. I, I, I would pick, I'd put them all the way in the NFC Championship game. Okay. The 49ers right now. I agree like, that is that. how confident – and I'd, I'd honestly – I'd take them over the 49ers. I don't think they'd beat them, but I would take mm-hmm. them just because that offense, I, I mean – you don't have to have a top five defense if you have a top the number one offense or mm-hmm. number two offense. Speaking of the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey had to leave the game. There was a slew of injuries in yeah. week six of the NFL. He had Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, Lane Johnson, the right tackle for the Eagles, Damian Harris, sad, sad injury on Sunday Night Football, oh. uh, Baker Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey, as I said, Debo Samuel also left the game, David Montgomery, as Cooper mentioned. Trent and Williams. Trent Williams, yeah. left tackle star for the San Francisco 49ers. Which out of these concern you the most? We don't have many updates. It's just a day removed from uh, these injuries. But which one concerns you the most? I have to talk about this one because it pains me. Justin Fields going out hurts. And not Is just this one of your headlines? Oh, yeah. Perfect segue. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah, we didn't even yeah, yeah. plan this shit. So we didn't even I'm, plan I'm going to go this ahead shit. and combine my second and third headline. Let's do it. The second headline was, Oh, the Mighty Have Fallen. Yeah. But. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the number three is. They had a lot of injuries, mm-hmm. um, and then I went into that. So, Justin Fields is in my number three. Not this doesn't hurt me more or less for the team's sake. It hurts me for him. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that nobody wants you to succeed. They're talking about Caleb Williams, who we will get into a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wants them to go out and get a new quarterback. Him going out only hurts that chance of him proving himself and mm-hmm. I hate that more or less because this was a big game. I sat there texting with a buddy of ours, literally saying the Bears could be sitting. Does a buddy uh, remain unnamed? No, this is Alex. Okay. Um, who's driving to Seattle, by the way, uh, today. <laughs> driving to Seattle 30, is effing crazy. 33 hours. What? Oh, but he's getting paid because oh, yeah. he's on the clock. Yeah. Okay, nice. But um, we, I was sitting there. I'm like, Alex, their next like six, seven games, I wouldn't be shocked if we're sitting here talking about a team that's like one or two games under five. 100%. I was like, and then to watch him go down on a garbage, garbage pass rep from that tackle. Yeah. And just him – I mean, you saw him get up. I thought it was shoulder originally, and then you saw him crutching it, or clutching his hand, and I'm like, dude, please mm-hmm. no. Luckily, the MRIs are negative, but they're saying there's no timetable right now. That one concerns me more or less for him, like, in mm-hmm. his career. Because 
other than Zach Wilson, I feel like Justin Fields is the one receiving the most like hate to not succeed. Mm -hmm. And so that one for me is painful. There's a lot of names on there, so it's hard to pick one. But uh, who's who's the most notable to you? Uh, this sounds crazy. McCaffrey, I think, is the obvious one. If yeah. you know that oblique does not heal, I think they they're a good team without him. And for oblique sure. is not serious enough to take him out for the playoffs or anything like that. I think Lane Johnson, with the Eagle stretch that we named earlier, not having him at right tackle and seeing seeing Jalen Hurts. Dan Orlovsky was talking about this morning. You saw a lot of leaning forward with Jalen Hurts. He's ready to run. He's not confident in the pocket. Yeah. And when you get to him, his numbers under pressure are not good. Um, Jack Driscoll, the guy that came in for him, man, he had a rough day. Yeah. They feasted on him. And, and to be fair, the Jets have seven guys that can rush a quarterback. Yes. Most teams are lucky to have two. The Jets have seven of yeah. them. Yeah, no. Uh, the, de the depth behind Lane Johnson scares me. Because sure. the Eagles struggled passing game before that. And if, if I'm a defense and I get to sit there and stack eight in the box to stop that run game, yeah, yeah. Um, sign me up. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of cap off my number two and number three, so obviously 49ers lose to the Browns with P.J. Walker starting. That's just funny mm -hmm. to me. It, yeah. that's similar, that is similar vibe to me as the Cowboys losing to the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. I think the Cardinals are a little bit more competitive than P.J. Walker. <laughs> but, right. like, mm -hmm. losing to that defense, that defense is for real, for real. The Browns defense. The Browns man. defense is for real, and I want to talk about that game. Just on, It's not one of my headlines, but just the Niners. Yeah. Um, losing McCaffrey and Debo's tough. And Trent. Brock Purdy had played like shit all the way up until the fourth quarter, and then there was a moment where I saw that connection with um, – remind me of the uh, receiver out of Arizona State. Oh, yeah, Brandon Ayuk, throw over the middle – and they had to go a f march 40, 50 yards just to get in field goal range. They not only got like a 50, 60-yard effort, 41-yard field goal, bro. Guy shanks it. Niners <laughs> should have won that game. Yes, you can say they could have blown him out. But no, with all that and for Brock still to lead him down and get him in a field goal range, that's a game they should have won. Yeah. I think the Eagles, that's much more of a defeat, especially yeah, with the stretch sure. they're going in compared to the Niners. For sure. And the Eagles are my next one. You can't lose like no. that. You can't throw three interceptions mm -hmm. like that. Also – I, uh, I'm sad you mentioned Jake Moody because, you know, I was hyping him up, like, all uh, season. Yeah. You know, he was my X factor for the uh, – Oh, uh, he was. Because I literally said, I was like, you just lost a guy that was, like, mm -hmm. been a kicker, been That'd a be really good kicker for years. Mm -hmm. Trading that out for a rookie, that's interesting because mm -hmm. rookie kickers don't typically work out, and he was, he was dynamite until this game. So that does pain me. But the Eagles follow the Jets. This is the one that I'm – I'm ready to get into. Talk to I'm sad you're not wearing your Caleb Williams jersey so I can make fun of you. But uh, right, USC gets throttled by Notre Dame. Caleb Williams shows his true colors, the bum that he really is. That's why he's not my number one quarterback. He's not even my top five. Caleb Williams is just overhyped. And the fact that tell you're going to come out and tell say. The, first off, before you go on this rant, tell the people what I said would happen. What did you say? What happened? I said that Notre Dame would throw. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I said this is the first defense they'll play. Yeah, and they play Utah yeah. this week. Yeah. I don't think they'll lose to Utah, but that defense is for real. This is definitely – all jokes aside, this is definitely what scouts need to see. He hadn't had a bad game until this point. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, he might have thrown the occasional interception. They're getting into shootouts. They'd prefer to get into shootouts. They can win those. Mm -hmm. um, this is the first time that we're going to see him have to bounce back. And you're not going from just like bad or good defense to a bad defense, Pac 12. You're going from good defense to probably even better defense in Utah. You find out a lot about, especially like kids that have been held up to this high standard when things get rough. And I didn't like anything I saw. Mega emotional on the sideline. Uh, of course, I was watching the game with my dad, who's a big Notre Dame fan. Yeah. And he didn't uh, like what he saw either. I was like, 
Yeah. That was it. Four interceptions. Four. Three. three, and I think he had a fumble. Yeah, three and a fumble. He had four, four turnovers. turnovers yeah. Is just not acceptable. Notre Dame defense, yes, is good, but they're not a shutdown defense. No. This team almost should have lost to Duke. They lost to Louisville. They lost Ohio State, and had ten men on the field and a crucial play. I mean, this isn't a shutdown defense. Caleb Williams completely played himself out of the Heisman conversation right now. To me, it's Michael Penix. Oh, it's, and it's, it's big Penix. It's, it's big Penix, and it's Jaden Daniels in a close second, in my opinion. USC side of things. Um, my mom, we had our pastor and a bunch of like leadership from the church over on Sunday, and my pastor is from Oklahoma, big-time Oklahoma fan. Oh, so. so the first thing I said, I was like, Oklahoma had a big-time win Last week, and they had to buy this weekend and somehow won again. He was like, dude, me and my friends were in a group chat watching Lincoln Riley and Caleb <laughs> Williams fall. We were so happy. Yeah. We won two weekends in a row. I was like, you should be. Blake Gabriel is that man. Yeah. Um, yeah, USC, they're going to sh- – I, I don't know why you go to the Big Ten. Like, oh, for yeah. a team that is built solely on offense – Go to the Big 12. Like, Ca- yeah. I don't understand and why I, you chose the Big 10. I don't give a shit what Caleb's dad said. He will not come back next year and no. compete in the Big 10. His best shot is to leave. I'm I'm sorry. Like that that When guys go out there and say that, yes, I know Eli Manning did it. You're trading Drew Brees for Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like There's not much wrong going on there. You don't get to choose that. Like, Trevor mm. Lawrence went to the Jags, who have been garbage, aside from the one random Blake Bortles year. Right. He didn't He didn't want that. The Bengals. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton had been there for forever, but did they have success? No. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get to determine and tell NFL teams. You know what they'll do? They'll be like, all right, fine, I'll take Drake Mayfield. Exactly. The most money you can make is that number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Don't cut your nose off to spite your face, man. Like, that—that mm-hmm. that, that is childish and immature to come out and say, oh, I'll only play for these certain teams. They don't care. Right. Okay. Go yeah. back to college. Right. Go play in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. We'll pick you in the fourth round when you fall because you can't read a defense. Yep. And the only reason you've been good for all these years is because you play garbage defense and you can just make plays out of nothing. Like, I'll give him credit. He can make plays. You can't do that in the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, teams like Iowa will throttle you. Mm-hmm. Like, Iowa won a game 15-7. to yeah, I'd much rather, at this point, I don't think you should be the number one pick. I'm not overreacting to one game. I'm not looking at the bad performance. I'm looking at the sideline, the maturity the, level. Yeah. He's not there. He's not there. Yeah. And, and that that's a, that takes you further, I think, like the maturity level than just the raw yeah, I mean, we we all watched Johnny Manziel's documentary. I mean, drinking at the NFL Combine. Yeah. It's just, no, it's just crazy. I have one um, final NFL one before we get into uh, Dame's debut. Do you have another NFL one? Or uh, obviously, I had the injuries, and the only injury that we hadn't talked about yet um, was Brock Bowers. This one, this is the only college oh, one yeah, I brought yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's tough. I did mention it earlier. He had that, instead of, like, the bolts in his ankle, they put the elastic to mm-hmm. hope or speed, speed up recovery. Um he is out for the Ole Miss game. Yeah, it's huge. As a as an Ole Miss fan, seeing as their offense runs through Brock Bowers, I, I don't need hope, <laughs> but like you're giving me hope. So I am interested to see how they overcome this Brock Bowers injury. I hope he gets better soon. And if I'm him, mm-hmm. I know it's four to six weeks. That's if you come back at the fifth week. That's literally the last week of the season. Yeah. If I'm him, get ready for the NFL Combine. Yeah. I Your agree. future's ahead of you. I agree with that. Um and. 
they not only have to play Ole Miss, they have to go to Knoxville in late November. They still have Missouri on the schedule. They, they still, have at Florida on the schedule, at, I believe. Yeah, there's like, there's got, a ton of losable games, especially with you sleepwalking at Vanderbilt, for sure. For sure. But um, that's the last one. Yeah. Tennessee's going to get throttled this weekend, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> That was the worst played football game I've ever watched. In Did you history. know you didn't like my text? I thought you would at least emphasize it was like watching Mississippi State Tennessee play five years I ago. I thought with I did. Garantano I thought, and Schrader. I thought I did love it, dude. I was sitting there watching. I'm like, this. Like, I've never seen two teams try to lose a game. I know. That's why. More I, that's what this. I kept telling Tom. I'm like, nobody. They don't. They're both. Not wanting to win yeah. this game. Offensively, neither team wanted to win that Dude, game. Dude, I'm telling you. And Shout then, out to y'all's punt return, man. Yeah, because uh, he downed it at the one and then returned it. Yeah. <laughs> D he William, killed it. D. Williams, D. Williams, D. Williams MVP of the game. And Kamal, Kamal Haddon's developed. I turned to Tom. I was like, I don't even know who this guy is anymore. He's developed into one of the best corners in the SEC. Pick six on Spencer Rattler and then a game ceiling tipping it to himself. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. He had a great game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, final one in the NFL, though, is my Miami Dolphins. They found a new they scared way. You a little bit. They did scare me. They found a new way to win, though. Down fourteen, nothing. Did not even blink. And Tyree Kill this summer, he got laughed at when he said on a podcast he got asked about his goals, and he was like, two thousand yard season in the Super Bowl." Laughed at. Two thousand yards never been done before. Calvin Johnson's record's nineteen hundred and something. Yeah. On pace right now, if he stays healthy, he's on pace to have over twenty three hundred yards. And Super Bowl is still kind of there. It's still it's there. there. Um. Ground game should be fine without A-Chain. That was one of my takeaways from this. Raheem Mostert had three tutties, 115 yards, seven yards a carry. The defense is what concerns me. They play the Eagles on Sunday night football next week. Big-time matchup, but Miami is 23rd in total defense, 26th in points allowed, but help is on the way. Jalen Ramsey is coming back sooner than later. Probably going to be next month. Can't wait to see Jalen Ramsey in November. It, it's crazy. I saw a meme today. It was like a Star Wars meme, but it was Mike McDaniel's face, and he goes, mm-hmm. number number one in the NFL in passing yards, and then it it was that dual lightsaber yeah. where he goes, also number one in rushing. <laughs> I was like, Raheem Mostert had a day, mm-hmm. and everybody was sitting there like, oh, A-Chain's gone. Raheem Mostert stepped up in a big, big way. They still got Jeff Wilson coming back. Like, dude, it's it's just what do you – how do you stop them? Right. Because you're, like, threatening to take away their run game. Okay. Mm-hmm. We just had the fastest guy, and we have two of the fastest guys ever. Let's mm-hmm. just throw it over top of you. Right. Like, and then you're like, all right, we're not letting you throw it over top of you. Okay, light bombs, run. Right. Like, I mean, there is just no plausible way to stop that team from getting 40. Absolutely. And to be frank, if they don't make it all the way to the Super Bowl, I'll be shocked. Just mm-hmm. because of how, like, if that offense somehow falters, I'll be shocked. It's going to come down to them in Kansas City. Yeah. And that um, defense is for real in Kansas City. Yeah. Them having Buffalo at home in the playoffs, if they can end up with a better regular season record, which I think they will, um, will come down to that matchup and yeah. then them. Either them or Kansas City. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. We shall see. Also, I did forget. I totally skipped over rookie review. It's light this week because there were okay, crazy yeah, yeah. rookies. Let's talk about it, though. CJ Stroud did throw his first interception. 192 passes. Um, did you see the interception? NFL record, right? Yeah, it's an NFL record, but did mm-hmm. you see the pick? Uh, no, I did not. So, he literally, as he throws it, he goes to a knee, <laughs> and he's like, crap, I just did that. The dude who picked it off fumbled and gave it right back to him. Oh, my literally God, the same let's play. go. Um, and, of course, it was against the guy who won't be named, his his New Orleans Saints, and he was like, <laughs> The you, guy who won't be named. He was like, how do you pick it off and then fumble it right back to give him the first down? I was like. You and I called that game, didn't yeah. we? I mean, dude, he looked impressive. Yeah, he, he, did. he still impresses me. And I saw a thing today. This isn't rookie, but like I guess you can put him as a rookie head coach. 
everybody was saying you have to give D'Amico Ryan's the coach of the year, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, he's doing well. If he somehow wins this AFC South, sure. You got guys like Mike McDaniel who are deserving, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, Camp, Dan Campbell. Um, so I, I'm not ready to write that off just yet, but I am impressed with CJ Stroud. Sadie threw his first one. Like like nine and eight, eight and nine, I'd give it to him. But I mean, if they're like sitting there five and twelve yeah, or something, exactly. Yeah, but I think they'll be um, The other two rookies that I just wanted to mention quickly. By the way, I heard Michael Mayer's. Uh, That's I heard his, his name quite a bit. I was thinking of you. We'll start with him. Michael Mayer signing finally. <laughs> he yeah. doubled his targets, catches. And yards from the first five weeks in one game. He had six targets, five catches, um, 75 yards. Finally, yes, sir. use him. Like, I mean, this dude was awesome. He, like, his freshman and sophomore year in Notre Dame, everybody was saying he's going to be the next Gronk. Mm-hmm. Get him the ball. Right. I, obviously, I don't know if that was more Garoppolo throwing it. I didn't watch this game, so I don't know if that was Garoppolo throwing it or if it was backup quarterback came in and threw it to him. Get him the ball more. Mm-hmm. The other guy, Rasheed Rice, I've been wanting to mention him a couple times, but he's just never had, like, the stat line to do it. But over the last two weeks, he has eight catches on nine targets for 105 yards and a touchdown. I think he is thrusting himself into that go-to guy for Mahomes over these past couple weeks. Um, so I'm, I'm proud of him. Real quickly, the final on that one was Raiders 21, Patriots 17. Patriots fall again. We hit that last week. But the Raiders side of things, first game all season, they scored 20-plus points. Can you, you believe that? That's how bad their offense have been. Did, please tell me you saw Jabril Peppers absolutely light, <laughs> yes. light yes. up Devontae Adams. Yeah. I saw that, and I was just sitting there remembering He's you and still me laughing, too fast. laughing through. I was like, He's that juke move for Jabril Peppers, <laughs> man, got, got Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. stopped out here. He didn't know what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> they going to update his hit power and drop that juke move. Hell yeah. Soon, but yeah, I heard his name on Red. By the way, Red Zone's the best thing I'll ever. But I'll never go – I'm I'm not kidding. For the rest of my life, I'll never go without Red Zone. Yeah, Red Zone's nice. It's freaking awesome. Um, I think we can talk about Damian Lillard now. Yeah. You ready? Hop in. By I'm the way, ready. those first three graphics were all from Pat McAfee's show. So shout out to him for uh, let me jug those. <laughs> definitely, definitely uh, went and tapped that. But anyways, Damian Lillard made his preseason debut out in L.A. against the L.A. Lakers with his 84 overall three point rating. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> But him and Giannis had some good numbers. Dame finished with 14 points, three assists, and four steals in only 22 minutes. Giannis dropped 16 and eight, and just over a quarter played. They had a glaze fest on each other after the game. The post game comments were pretty funny. Uh, Giannis said, "I've never been this open ever." Uh, Dame talked about the pick and roll coverages. You know, he's used to getting blitzed, just force the ball out of his hands. He goes, "The guy I'm dumping it to is Giannis." So I'm like, "Yeah, I could do this shit all night." Yeah. And then Giannis had said he's like a guard version of me. Works hard, takes care of his family. Um, he said, "We have a long way to go. We're gonna be pretty damn hard to stop." It. I'm yeah. so ready for this. Please tell me you saw like grade A Giannis trolling. Did you see him tag? He blocked Christian Wood like at the point of the rim, oh, yeah. and he tagged Christian Wood in the picture that he posted. Oh my of him god, I love it, dude! I I am so ready for the Bucks, dude! Yeah, I can't cool. wait. Like, I don't care if they don't win a championship, but like just watching this pick and roll, I don't know if I'm ever gonna like witness a better pick and roll. In there's my life. there's never gonna be one. Cause what? How do you guard it? Yeah. Like how, how do you guard it without just being like. Mm-hmm. All right, screw it. We'll we'll take the two. Two's better than Dame popping us for three. Like, exactly. I don't know how you guard that, and that's the reason I'm not sitting in the coaching chair. But I'm so ready for this. And the one fast break where Dame gets a steal and pushes it up to Giannis, and Giannis euros into a dunk. I'm like, what the hell is this? How do you by stop the, him? By the way, Victor Wembanyama on Friday night, unbelievable too. Fifteen of eighteen. Yes. And don't see that and just be like, oh, he's dunking the ball. He's seven four. 
That boy was out there stepping. Yeah. I want to shout out Greg Popovich. He's played twice in the preseason. I'm happy yeah. about that. No. Dude, it'd be By the nice. way, I meant to tell you, dog, even when you came back from the preseason last week, I meant to say this on the pod, but that damn magnet you got, because I saw they were giving them out, I was so glad you got there early, because those are my favorite things. I used to always, like the magnet schedule that they yes. hand out at the games, you oh. stick it on the fridge, and that way all year, it's, oh, it's I contemplated grabbing like four. Dude. Because <laughs> I freaking love best. those. Yeah. I freaking love those. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, preseason's been interesting. It has been. There hasn't been much uh, yeah. to complain about. Mm-hmm. Please tell me you saw... Uh, the James Harden news over the weekend. No, I did not. I, I listened to a little bit of Tyrese Maxey on JJ Redick, and he, JJ asked him, like, were you expecting, like, James to, like, half-ass it? And he was like, yeah, I was expecting much, much worse, but James was like, he's been business-like, blah, blah, blah. And JJ goes, wait a second. No wonder you expected much worse, because this happened with you with Ben Simmons yeah. two years ago. I mean, Tyrese Maxey's – shout out to him for yeah. staying, staying the path, but no – I read the article, or I read, I read bits and pieces. By not yes. signing him. I, I 1,000%. Oh, no, I don't Wanda think they succeeded interested. by getting Freddie. Yeah, <laughs> Fred I don't Clayton, think they succeeded. Dylan Brooks, but good job not getting this guy to yeah. ruin Jalen Green, uh, Shangun, and all these guys. Fred and Dylan, you can use as trade pieces. Yeah. Like, you can use those and guys. James, not, you cannot. They're not toxic pieces to, like, ruin a guy. Mm-hmm. They're not the guy that's going to ruin those guys. Dylan's just a sack tapper. Yeah. He just likes, he just <laughs> likes balls. <laughs> yeah, this is what he does. <laughs> Basketball, football, yeah, nuts. Sure. I mean, he likes them all. He's, <laughs> he's not discriminatory against uh, against balls. I'd get, I'd send him to the Wizards and get Tyus Jones. That's yeah, a better point guard for Joel Embiid, anyways. Uh, next Monday, I think we're going to do our award predictions and stuff because yeah. that, that'll be the start of the NBA season. So we'll be doing our just league pass guys. Yeah, Bucks are number one, too. by the way. Even though 100%. they'll be on TNT every week. yeah, they'll be on TNT every weekend. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I got to start thinking about league pass teams. It's going to be interesting. I got a couple. Yeah, I got a couple. For sure. Uh, final thing today uh, is another yet another thing on Mikey Williams. Um, I We went over last week. He had the preliminary hearing. I got yeah. pushed to trial. Penny Hardaway got asked about all this and what his status is with the team. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but with the witnesses saying that he threatened them with bullet holes, they saw him with the gun, they didn't see him actually shoot it, blah, blah, blah. Penny Hardaway got asked. He was like, does any of that – what happened in the hearing, getting pushed to trial, change it? And he was like, nah, his status with the team hasn't changed. We're still waiting for more. Um, and he also revealed, like, a phone conversation. He has spoken to Mikey since the hearing. And Penny told him, keep your head up and stay locked in, which is pretty crazy. Memphis is just refusing to let this guy go. And for me, as a university, why they want Memphis signee Mikey Williams going to trial instead of just Mikey Williams going to it doesn't make any sense, but yeah, that was Penny's response. Status has not changed, and he revealed that phone call conversation. So is Memphis just going to be waiting for a 48-year-old man to come play point guard? Dude, I guess. I don't know. I don't get this. I, I know Chris's theory. Uh, shout out to the Chris Vernon Show. Mm-hmm. I know his theory is they paid this man so much money, you right. like got to get some return on investment. Mm-hmm. You're not getting anything. Nothing. He's not. He's going to prison. Yes. Like I don't know for how long. He's going to prison. Mm-hmm. He's not playing basketball next year, yeah. or probably well, the next four. Facing up to twenty-eight years, I don't think he gets twenty-eight, but I think he gets you know at least a couple months, or if not a few years. Yeah, you know? I, I, he is not playing basketball for this year, mm-hmm. if maybe next year. The person that saw him with the gun was an Uber driver, just a bystander who has no hunt in the game. It's yeah. not the person that got shot at yeah. anything. It was an Uber driver yeah. that saw it. This is this is just a sad story. Yeah, it I mean, it, it's just one of those things that. Mm-hmm. 
I just wish that there was some way, form or fashion that you could get mentors plugged into these guys' lives early. Mm-hmm. Cause like, and this is just, man. I mean, this guy was more famous than Amani Bates than any yeah. recruit you could ever name. Probably LeBron James would be the last one that was as famous as early as he yeah. was. I mean, Puma Dale at 14 years old, his net worth was $7 million when he was 16. It's just, how do you how do you get this guy on the right track? Guys like that, A, for one, and mm-hmm. you can we can both adjust to this, guys don't mature right. until like 20 anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't mature until you've gone through it a little bit. Mm-hmm. This guy was 14 years old making bank. Yeah. I mean, you don't know how to handle that, and mm-hmm. you're not mature enough to be able to handle that. Like, it, it's just sad, the whole situation. Sorry. What happened? Did we score? No, Keenan Allen did. It's Golly, we I'm, already gave up a touchdown. I'm down by eight, and it's just Keenan Allen playing. Oh, you already won. Yeah, so I'm thinking, thank That's God. Ball game. Thank God. You're joking. We already gave up a touchdown. It's been three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shit. Oh, wait. How is – Wait, I'm ahead, but how does he have a 3% chance to win? He has no players playing. That's just, they haven't fully figured it out yet. Yeah. They scored scored in four minutes. Yeah. Golly, Kellamore is dropping 100 on us tonight. I guess they're, like, opening the door if Keenan fumbles or something later in the game. Oh. Oh, we we did get the ball first. We went three and out. Oh. Oh Also, how's Convante Turpin playing? (laughs) By the way, uh, Ja. So, the way I just, like, write uh, scripts sometimes if mm. I don't see like any headlines I like I'll just start googling the names of players that have done well numerically like views wise yeah. so I just looked up Jaws name as I always do and first thing that came up DeMichael Cole put a piece out that civil case from over a year ago of him punching Joshua Holloway like the 18 year old the attorneys met in court last week and they're arguing about um Self-defense, Tennessee's laws of self-defense. And I'm like, why have they not put this to bed? It's going to continue to drag out. It was literally the lawyers just going back and forth and it's unconstitutional, blah, 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 about the self-defense thing because we all know the story, basketball thrown at his head and then John Morant clocks him and Devontae Pat comes in. But the thing I did not see, all the reports are pointing towards that kid once he got you know, beat up, turned around and said, I'm going to light this place up like fireworks. But it's just like, this is like... 16 months removed now, and we're still getting headlines. Welcome to the law. It never finishes. Also, uh, Khalil Mack is playing like a man possessed. (laughs) Did you not see he had like four sacks last week? Oh, yeah, I did see that. I I don't remember. Hold on. Let me. Sorry. He already sacked. That's how he went three and out. He sacked Dak for an 11-yard loss. Jeez. But if I remember correctly, he had – because I remember everybody was like, LOL, remember that Khalil Mack's on this team? And then he just popped off, yeah, six sacks last week. So he has seven sacks over the last four and a half mm-hmm. quarters of football. Insanity. That's insane. Yep. Shout out to Khalil Mack. Go Chargers. <laughs> I'm ready for a draft pick. Get a new quarterback, new owner, new coach. Dude, new next, everything. next Monday when we recap, like, the weekend football games and then do the NBA awards. I can't wait. It's going oh, like to be great. Um, this Friday, by the way, I'm – I'm putting this on the because you have the show thing all yeah. week, right? Um, you just want to record in the morning, or you want to just? Dude, my flight's at like ten thirty. Okay, I'm not gonna make you get up at seven a.m. Well, I might be up anyways. Okay, if you want to do seven, we yeah, can. We can do seven. Okay, all right. I was about to say I was. I can do a solo one if you need to. I wasn't no, gonna make you I'll get be, up. I'll most likely be up on Friday to get try and get to work by like eight thirty. Okay, 
You don't have to bring anything if you just want to just get up and no, do it. <laughs> I can do something. Because I wasn't going to – I was ready to do a solo one, but, yeah. yeah, Friday's usually the shorter one anyways. But, yeah, we'll do the that. One. Okay. okay. All right, bet. We'll get that nailed down. Um, And then Monday. I'll, I'll be back. I'll fly back Sunday, so Monday be normal. Bet. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's get off here so you can watch the Cowboys game. We got a few TikToks to record and then uh, let you get going. All right, we'll be back here on Friday. Y'all have a great, great week.